ten champs is Buckeye Fever. Catch Brutus in the end zone. The Fiesta Bowl, the Heisman, watch the Bucks poll. The BCS can't say that we ain't number one. The last couple years against Michigan, we five and one. The season has come. Akron Huskies, Northwestern run. Cause we gon' beat up the Gophers and Buller make you bums. Spartans, Penn State, the Badgers, we gon' spank. Illini, Michigan, Wolverines, the Bucks will make you pay. It's Buckeye Nation forever, we think Woody Hayes. The realest to rock the stage is King Arden Wallaby. As far as the Florida Gators, we hope and pray to play it. In a horseshoe, we gon' bury you to go undefeated. Scarlet and gray, there's nothing else that I can say. We miss all the players who went pro. Archie Griffin the Great. Oh, State. Oh, State. Scarlet and gray. Oh, State. Oh, State. It's Scarlet and gray. The Buckeyes is the name. Scarlet and gray. Scarlet and gray. Oh, State. Oh, State. We the best in the game. Scarlet and gray. Scarlet and gray. Scarlet and gray, scarlet and gray. We represent old state in the scarlet and gray. The Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes. Welcome to the Buckeye table. We having badger for dinner. We nice like Terry Glenn, the Bolitnikov winner. We playing Smash Mouth. What was you thinking? Fourth and one, I'm going deep like Crimson and Jenkins. A shot to old pace. Rest in peace, Jason Gwynn. We all know God got himself a great defensive end. Eddie George, Joey Galloway, and Brandon Sane. Jack Tatum, Keith Byers, D. Miller, and Joe Jermaine. We getting in you fast. Oh boy, is it quick? We number one to take the Heisman home like Troy Smith. Shotgun formation, the trigger, we quick the bullet. Mike Dulce, AJ Hawk, we hit you with silver bullets. The scarlet and gray fever. I feel it in me. It's contagious. You receive it like Heartline and Rubisky. You think you gotta stop? We hammer like nails. I'm busting through the middle for 50 like Beanie Wells. Oh, state. Oh, state. Scarlet and gray. Oh, state. Oh, state. It's the scarlet and gray. The Buckeyes is the name. Scarlet and gray. Scarlet and gray. Oh, state. Oh, state. We the best in the game. Scarlet and gray. Scarlet and gray. Scarlet and gray. Scarlet and gray. We represent old state in the scarlet and gray. The Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, the Buckeyes. Play by play, defensive ends and wide receivers. Another victorious season for you non-believers. If you a buck nothing, gray or scarlet, stand up. We represent Columbus, Ohio, and Trestle, we trust. Down three, fourth quarter, we in the red zone. Boom, we call the screen for Teddy Ginn, we taking it home. 105,000, the horseshoe is jumping. We the Big Ten Conference, monsters, you are nothing. Welcome to In The Shoe. This your boy, Jay Money. And it's the host with the most smoke, your main man, King Garden. I got all the parts, baby. What's going on? Hey, I'm glad to lay some cleats today with you. Hey, man, it's a pleasure, man. You know, uh, this weekly show is uh, becoming a big part of my life, man, and uh, gives me something to look forward to, man, brightening up today, man, to get to talk about a lot of the sports issues and the latest stuff that's going down with the Buckeyes and, of course, NFL football, a little bit of NBA sprinkled in there, and, uh, you know, we'll have a little bit of fun. Of course, it's always fun in here. You know what I'm saying? So, we had actually a good weekend of sports. We did. We did. You know. 
Uh, Frazier went down. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we all love to see that, man. We love to see the king get slaughtered. And uh, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys were paying attention last night. The king got slaughtered, but we're going to get into that later. But uh, that was definitely uh, the highlight of uh, the extended weekend with it being Monday. You know, so not only did uh, one of the, the titans of college football fall this weekend, but, uh, you know, we did see the return of the Mac. Yes. You know, EJ Liddell himself came back into his own. And then on top of that, we had the playoff push with the NFL. So we're going to get into all of that. And on top of that, we're going to be getting into some of these recruits that are coming to Ohio State this year. Yes. We did get one uh, commit over the weekend. We're going to talk about him later. Yes. And uh, big one, big one, big one. It's a big one. Big one. But we'll get into that. Uh, we're going to start out with a recap of some of these uh, changes that's going on with Ohio State staff, man. Talk to me. Talk to me. What you got for me? So I got two of them that stood out to me. Um, I didn't think that, you know, they were going to fire Coach Stud. I think they were try- They would have tried to, you know, force a retirement on him. But either way it goes, he's out now. And then now we got, uh, what's his name, Chris Fry. Justin Fry. Justin Fry. Uh, sound like something from Futurama. Yes, but, uh, yes. you know, he is a good offensive line coach. He's worked with uh, Ryan Day at a couple positions, uh, you know, a couple schools. Temple, I believe, was one. And, Temple uh, and. Boston College. No, was it Boston College? No. Temple and, uh, I'm not sure. We'll have to get back to you on that. I know Temple was one of the. One of the stops. But uh, him being out there underneath Chip Kelly and UCLA helped rebrand UCLA's running game. They actually did pretty well. They were pretty effective running the ball the last couple of seasons. Um, uh, also got a little tidbit of information. Little Birdie said that uh, Notre Dame was trying to get yes. fry, but uh, Ohio State actually outbid him and uh, was willing to, to give him a better title than what uh, the Irish were trying to handle him. Yeah, you know, Marcus Freeman, no matter what uh, people have said that, you know, took his words out of context, how he said that he didn't, you know, he didn't want to make a, set, a mistake twice again. You know what? And, and then he doubled back, and he still didn't really clean it up as much. He still sounded bad. Uh, basically, what he was saying was that Notre Dame has something to offer that no one else has to offer. And can you tell me what that is? Because it's nothing. Notre Dame can literally offer nothing that Ohio State doesn't offer except for that Ohio State is going to give you a chance to win a championship year. I can name one thing. And development. I can name one thing that they give them. Will they make better hot dogs? No. <laughs> gold pants all year round. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those aren't the gold pants that uh that that, that our fan base is looking for. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking to get that pair that you put on your gold necklace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Th- those are... Much better, in my opinion, because you break them out, you know, at special times. I mean, if you're wearing gold pants all the time, how special are they? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, and then the second coach was Coach Barnes. He did take the job down at Memphis as a D.C. Um, I wasn't shocked, and neither was Buckeye Nation. Yeah, we knew with the hiring of Jim Knowles, which we'll get into in a little bit here, uh, we knew that there were going to be some changes. Uh, We weren't sure which parts were going to be moving, but we knew that there were going to be some moving parts. Um, You know, the jury's still out on uh, how good he's going to be. You know, he's pretty young. Situation just wasn't working here, and we needed somebody with more experience, uh, you know, at that position right now because to run an elite program – uh, you cannot be lagging on either side of the ball, and we definitely needed to get that cleaned up. And, um, you know, I'm pretty happy with the hire, but, uh, you know, like they say, man, uh, the results have to be uh, seen on the field. True. And that is, in all fairness, you know, the, that we do have to see those results. Um, speaking of Jim Knowles, welcome to the Knoll era. You know, I, we still haven't got the clap button yet. We're working on that. Hey, our budget's coming up now. Thanks for y'all tuning in and subscribing. Now we're hey, getting a little more capital. And if anybody wants to sponsor the the In the Shoe show, uh, let us know, man. We'll shout you out on here, man. We can make something happen. Let's do business together. <laughs> so with us getting Jim Knowles here, 
He's bringing in one of the top safeties from last year. And that would be the one Tanner McAllister. Mr. Deuce himself. Uh, he's pretty, pretty, pretty darn good at run support. Um, as far as numbers go, he's uh, he's in the top half of uh, all DBs in the Pac-12. Um, he's going to make a great addition for the simple fact that he knows Jim Knowles' defense, so he can kind of coach some of the younger players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with him being a senior and everything, he has a lot of experience. And that's going to be um, a tremendous help to our defense. It really is. Um, and I'll tell you what, Tanner McAllister – Go follow him on Twitter because he is so excited to be here in Columbus. You know, he really is. He, he, <laughs> he really is. You know, he uh he checked in on Twitter, uh, you know, you know, posted his location and everything. He said mm-hmm. I'm home. Uh, you know, welcome home, young fella. He's an older young fella, but welcome home, young fella. Um, you know, I see big things. I see big things. Um, we got another transfer in you want to mm. talk about? Yes, sir, I do. Ohio kid, too. DeMonte Trainum. You know, we did recruit him as, you know, a linebacker. But he wanted to play running back. But he wanted to go off and be the next Eddie George coming out of Ohio. But, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and he'll come back, right? Yep. And it just. saying bad relationships. Well, yours, not mine. I don't. I don't know if that's true. It hasn't, <laughs> hasn't really been true in my life. But I mean, that's what they say. That's what the saying is. But, but you yeah. know, being him down there at Arizona State, and uh, you know them under investigation for some of the stuff during COVID. You know, some of the breaking the COVID protocols and all the allegations. NCAA is still looking into. You know, he's he was there for two years. I think he still has, like, two or three more years left. Yeah, yeah. So, instead of being on a a team that possibly won't be able to compete for a conference title or get a chance to go to the playoffs, why not get out ahead of any, you know, pending, you know, consequences? Right. Because right. of the leadership. Right, and, you know, it's also uh, seemingly a good idea for the simple fact that I don't know if you've seen this guy's tape, but I've watched this tape from high school. Uh, he's another uh, – I, I would say this situation is similar to the Steel Chambers situation for the simple fact that they both played linebacker and running back in high school, and they were both tremendous linebackers, but they had their hearts set on playing running back in college. And that's kind of what happened. I knew, like, you know, I thought – originally that sooner or later that still would move over to the defensive side of the ball because uh, to the naked eye, he was a better linebacker than he was a running back. And that's not taking anything away from his running back abilities because he's certainly a tremendous running back. Uh, even here, I, I believe for his career, he's averaging over five yards a carry. So he certainly um, is is not slouching in the running back department. But uh, I think he's a little bit more skilled at linebacker, as is Trey Anum. Um, I think it's a good move for him. I think it's a good move for him. Mm-hmm. He's coming home. Um, he's coming into a position that doesn't have a lot of experience, and there's going to be playing time available. There really is. Um, and I believe, you know, with between him and Steele, some of these younger recruits coming in will be able to learn. You know, so and they'll also bring back out that that true that linebacker instinct out of both of them. You know, we started to see it later on in the year with Steel Chambers. Right now, let's see how it's going to be with uh, Trainum. And and another difference is for for Trainum is this is that um, he's coming over before the spring. Uh, He's actually already did, here. Right. So still kind of did it, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season and uh, during training camp, he was kind of doing both, you know, trying to see where he's going to stick. And, uh, you know, we needed him on defense, and earlier in the year he made the change full-time. So that's going to be the difference because he's going to get a spring and a full off season to get acclimated to the defense. So I think he has a little bit of leg up on, uh, you know, where uh, Steele was at the same time last year. So uh, we'll see how it works. And like you said, uh 
Uh, I believe he's only a sophomore now, so uh, he has he has some time to learn the offense and uh, you know get things down. I'm yes, looking forward sir. To seeing uh, how he develops, I am too. I'm also looking forward to who we're about to talk about next. Uh oh, we got. So you gonna let the cat out the bag? Go ahead. You you go ahead. So we got a a big boom. And for those of you uh, out there that don't follow Ohio State recruiting, whenever we get a new recruit, um, we use the term boom, and it's a hashtag boom because it's like an explosion and it's a celebration because (laughs) usually we're getting somebody big and, uh, you know, it's going to shut the Internet down for a few minutes. But uh, we certainly did get a big boom. So over the weekend at the All-American Bowl, the Army All-American Bowl, yes, we had a commit. Who hails from Germany. German born. German born, moved over here to Santa Margarita, California. That's right. And his name is Hero Canoe. Hero Canoe. What a big dude. 6'5". Uh, he's already already got the frame of, of, a, of a massive plugger. And he's still a little bit raw in his skills, man. I'll tell you what. Once Larry Johnson gets his hands on this guy, he's going to mold him into something special. He has a high I- motor. I ain't got to worry about Larry Johnson. It's Mickey. Oh, Mickey's gonna get him together. You know, Mickey's trim him get down. Him I think he's. Uh, I think he's. Uh, is he early enrollee? No, yes. those got. Is he? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, he's not. No, I don't think he is. But either way, um, you know, once he gets in that strength uh, program with Mariotti, man, it's 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 gonna be uh, crazy and. I tell you what, man, that that 2022 <laughs> class defensively, the defensive line, they finished off pretty darn strong, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing those guys develop. You know, last couple of years as far as defensive line goes, it's been you know like one or two guys, but uh, we got four guys. Um, there's one more guy out there. He's going to choose between us and Georgia. Uh, you know, with Georgia winning the championship, pretty much everyone thinks that thinks that he's going to go to Georgia. But, you know, with, with Larry Johnson, you always got a fighting chance with a D with a D lineman. Yes, sir. And with that, also at the All-American Bowl, we had a total of 10 Buckeyes. Two of them did not play. And, oh, my God, the talent that was there, out there. There was there. actually more than two of them that didn't play. Uh, a couple of them attended but couldn't play due to the COVID, uh, COVID protocols. But uh, there was another guy, uh, Caleb Burton, who who didn't make the trip, but he also didn't play. He was supposed to play in the game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but uh, Ohio State was well represented, and they performed pretty well. Hensman looked good. Um, you know, Caden t- Curry <laughs> is a name that you guys better watch out for. Now, we just spoke about Hero Canoe. And, 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 and you know what? I, time out here, man. Let's just commend Hero's mother and father for giving him the name Hero because that is just an awesome <laughs> name to have. I'm pretty sure that some of you out there could agree. Some of you might not agree, but who, who doesn't want to be a hero? All right, that's enough of that. But Caden Curry, the guy out of Indiana who we've been recruiting for two years now, uh, he's actually the number one guy on our list, number one target for the 2022 class. We got him. And uh, what a tremendous guy this is. I mean, he has a nonstop motor, man. He was in the backfield on the quarterback's neck all during the the practices and all game. He so, actually did get a sack in the game. So he missed his first chance to get the sack, but and he, he was so fired up on the next play. Yeah. Turned around and came out there and just he, he let loose. And this guy has it all. I mean, you know, as a the scouting report goes, he's a little bit of a tweener because he's around 6'3", you know, 240, 250. But I tell you what, man, he's impressive. He has the whole package. He has yep. the bull rush. He has the outside rush. He has the inside rush. And the guy's versatile because he can play on the outside and he can play in the interior of the line. In my opinion, after watching him play in that bowl get, or in that All-American Bowl, he sort of reminds me of an Indomitian Sioux being, you know, with that bull rush and the way he could drop his shoulder and, and rip I, under. I really love his size, man. man. I, I think, like, as far as for interior uh, rusher, around that 6'3 size seems to be, you know, the ideal size for a defensive tackle or interior lineman. And he's right around there. Uh, I believe he wants to play uh, edge rusher. But uh, I'll tell you what, man. Wherever he goes and wherever he, he ends up sticking at, 
He's going to he's he's develop into a fine player. He kind of reminds me, as far as uh, his uh, his motor, he kind of reminds me of the Bosa's. Um, yep. I believe he'll kind of follow in, in those footsteps or modes. Um, I, I, I like to see how he's going to develop, man. Uh, Caden Curry is, is certainly a beast and a name to watch out for because uh, I believe he's one of those kids that can get early playing time. Yep. And then another one that stood out to me. You know, who said Ohio State isn't uh, set with quarterbacks? Devin Brown. Devin Brown. Who was tutored by the Joe Germain. Man. Um, winning quarterback from the Rose Bowl. And I believe I, I believe it is. I don't have Devin Brown's high school stats. But I think his senior year. He had a tremendous year. 57 touchdowns, I think it was. Right, and he added in like another 12 rushing. Yeah, so, I mean. It was ridiculous. I, this this kid who started off in Arizona under Joe Germain at in at high school then he moved to Utah. Utah yeah and had 57 touchdowns in just the senior year this is one year folks uh he's uh he's extremely accurate he's cool and calm in the pocket even though you don't really want to put out too much judgment from the all-american games because it's it's about fun and a lot of times they don't compete, compete, compete because they don't want to get any injuries. Well, they keep them um, in. They keep the and, defense in a four three. And then, so. um, you know, he was running for his life pretty much. So he didn't. His game uh, didn't really translate to the, you know, to the All American game. But uh, the kid's gonna be tremendous. He loves to compete. He actually uh, put a quote out there saying that he came to Ohio State expecting to compete with Quinn Ewers. But uh, we we all yeah know we what saw how that. that one happened. Um, Ewers uh, ran. In my opinion, but um, you know he tucked tail. He tucked tail, and uh, you know he got out of dodge. But you know more power to him, man. You know these kids, man. I don't wish nothing but uh, you know success to him. So you know go out there and do what you do. What you do. We're we're always going to be good where we're at. Uh, Ohio State is a national power. That's not going to change anytime soon. So you have fun out there in Texas, man. Winning five or six games a year. So I do want to mention one more thing. Shout out to. Brian Hartline. He got a promotion. He got a promotion from not only just the wide receiver coach, but now he's also the passing game coordinator. So I'm going to take you back to this game, to this All-American game. So I know know you're out there, Coach Hartline, and I know you watched the game. Keon Graves. Keon Graves. They did a... They passed the ball to him behind the line, right? And threw the and then he on top of that threw it down the field 40 yards. His arm looked pretty good, man. I think that's one of those uh things that we'll keep tucked away in the backpack. So uh, if Hartline, you know, was paying attention during that game, keep that in mind to, you know, be able to pull out at some point in time. And and the thing about it is is that uh who, who, who doesn't like trick plays? Man. We, we hate them when they don't work. Oh, why'd they call that? Now it's second and 20. But when it works, oh, it was brilliant. But it's good for the game because, you know, it adds that little punch. It adds some excitement to the game. It gets that adrenaline flowing. So, um, Coach Hartline, since you are the passing game coordinator, and like you said, congratulations on, on the promotion. It was well-deserved. Um, in our opinion, and lots of other people, even all the uh, experts out there, he is the best uh, position coach in America when it comes to wide receivers. Uh, he is the best recruiter in America when it comes to wide receivers. And uh, we're, we're lucky to have Hartline, man. He's a, he's a, a consummate uh, professional. Yeah, so I think when, uh, when Ryan Day does decide to retire, you know, hey, Hartline. Hey, 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 hey. hey, now, hey, now. Don't you start that. But, hey, hey, <laughs> hey I like it, man. I, I love keeping it Heartland, in the house. I, I, if he, I, if he, I mean, you know, I believe under Day's staff, I mean, those guys um, definitely have the opportunity to grow and, and get better uh, as position coaches and as they move up and transition themselves to uh, to bigger and better mm-hmm. jobs. Um, that's what it's supposed to be about, man. Your coaching tree is also a reflection of you as a coach. You look at Urban Meyer's tree. You look at Saban's tree. Nothing but great coaches under those guys, man. Yes, sir. Woody's tree. Man, Woody's tree is huge. That's a great willow. 
You know, if we could, you know. You're talking about Buckeye Grove, that is the Buckeye Grove. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you know, coming off of, you know, the Rose Bowl win, we're getting some of these recruits early in now. Let's, let's uh, uh, we wouldn't, let's go ahead and give <clears throat> some of the other guys shout-outs who played in the game. We had Carson Hensman, Keon Graves, in which my partner mentioned, uh, some people say he's going to be the next Olave. He's a polished uh, route mm-hmm. runner. He's advanced uh, in that uh, place already. So shout out Keon Graves. The aforementioned Caden Curry. Uh, Devin Brown, we talked about him as, as well. Another Ohio guy, Tegra Shibola. Man. Uh, he performed He performed well. He's yes. a mammoth of a man. And... Um, once he get those skills refined, man, he's going to be a terror on the offensive line, man. Can you say pancake? Uh, we got Kojo Antwi out of Georgia. Man. He's an explosive athlete. Uh, like you said, you can't really uh, judge off those All-American games. He didn't really get to get his stuff off. I believe he was only targeted once in that game. Uh, Caleb Brown didn't get to play because of the protocol. Caleb Burton didn't make the trip. And Fitzpatrick. George Fitzpatrick actually was doing pretty good in there. He did pretty good. You know, on the offensive line, you just look at the the three offensive players that we had in that game. You know, Tegra, Carson, and George. Yes. You add them on top of that with, I believe, Dewan Jones. Yep. Um, Paris Johnson Jr. And he should stay. Yes. Um. Harry, Harry Miller, if he gets his health together. Yep, and Matthew uh, Jones, Matthew Jones uh, Whipler. Whipler, yes. You know, so you add all that in there. There's so much talent on the offensive line that we got coming in. And and a lot of those guys that you mentioned before, they're starting to be, uh, you know, upperclassmen. So those guys have experience, you know what I mean? They played for a couple of years. Uh, the way that Stud was doing the rotations, which got under people's skin, a little bit. Uh, it actually got these guys some experience. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming through the spring and uh, through fall camp, you should see uh, a lot of those guys' names. And you'll hear a lot about them. And they should uh, contribute big-time minutes. We shall see. So, uh, I hear you got a question of the day. <laughs> so, we are now officially on the road to September 3rd. With a showdown between the Notre Dame Fighting Irish under new head coach Marcus Freeman, who also took his best buddy James Laronitis with him. Good luck, good luck to James. <sighs> you know, so it's gonna be it's gonna feel weird seeing them on the other side for you know for the first time. But the question of the day is when was the first time that Ohio State ever played Notre Dame? I need my Jeopardy button. Can I get my Jeopardy button? I tell you what, the budget for this show is not great. I'll Blame get my the Jeopardy state. button in a second, but you know, you know, you know the weekly routine. Do 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 do. Okay, we'll be back in five minutes. If you got the answer, go ahead and plug it in, and uh, we'll get right back to you. Good luck. If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next sports emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air Network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash Columbus. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater people. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. 
If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next sports emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air Network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash Columbus. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well. The theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player, that is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327 or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next sports emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air Network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash Columbus. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player, that is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327 or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that halftime refreshment. I hope you got yourselves hydrated because uh, this one is a hot one. So we left off in the first half with the question of the day of when was the first time that Notre Dame ever played Ohio State? I think I know the answer to that. Does anyone have the answer? Anyone send it in? Nope. Nobody out there knows the answer? All righty. So without Anyone further there? ado, right. the answer to the question is November 2nd, 1935. The game was played here in Columbus, Ohio, and we lost 13 to 18. A little bit of interesting information about the entire series as well. Anybody else out there? He had another Side question, which was, do you know how many times that Ohio State has played Notre Dame? The answer to that is six. The all-time record is Ohio State four, Notre Dame two. 
But the interesting thing about this four to two series is that Notre Dame's only two wins came in 1935 and 1936. So, Golden Domers, it's been a long time <laughs> since you beat Ohio State. And you're not about to start. And now. guess what? The streak continues, man, because y'all going to get busted up on September the 3rd. You and heard I'm, it here first. And I'm hoping that's going to be a night game. It probably will. It's going to be one of those early top ten matchups. Uh, trust me, and uh, Ohio State is definitely going to be looking to flex some muscle. We're going to have a, a brand-new defense. Uh, <laughs> JSN, <laughs> C.J. Stroud, <laughs> C.J. Henderson. I mean, Tra- Travion Henderson. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to mess you up, man. You're a Lamborghini, not a Ferrari, man. <laughs> oh, man. So... Recently, we've gotten men's basketball back. Yes, uh, there's been a little bit of turbulence during the season. Um, they had the COVID thing going on to where they didn't play for three weeks. Uh, they missed three games. The guys were rusty. They got a win. They lost to Nebraska. They, we beat Nebraska. No, we lost to Indiana. Lost to Indiana, where they got muscled around inside. And then they came back around, and they, they, they got a win the other day. Man. Like I said at the top of the show, return of the Mac, E.J. Liddell himself. Who was up for player of the year in college basketball, had a tremendous game. Fun fact about that game, before the first media timeout, E.J. Liddell had 17 points. He hit his first five threes. 17 points. He hit his first five threes. So EJ EJ Liddell, uh, he admitted that uh, he was going through a little bit of a rust period. Um, you know his conditioning wasn't up because of the COVID. Uh, you know without them being able to play, so they knocked off the rust. This was actually Ohio State's best offensive output since 2019 when they scored 104 points on Penn State. So the offense is rolling. You know uh, Justin Arns didn't score anything. He did have I think like three or four assists. And, and, and uh, without Justin Iron's stats, Ohio State actually shot about 60% from three-point uh, range. Man. But with his 0 for 5, it kind of dipped a little bit. Uh, took him down to the 40s there. But uh, they were hitting, man. Branham's hitting shots. I'll tell you what. This is his second um, freshman, Big Ten freshman of the week in a row. So, um, you know, it's, it seems to be um, – He's hitting uh, his on, peak. It seems to be an ongoing thing with Ohio State freshmen, whether it be basketball or football, to get freshman player of the week. I think it might be something in that water down there by that old Lentangy. Man, hey, man, jumping in, that, jumping in that lake when it's cold, man. Get your stats up, baby. Get that adrenaline flowing. Another interesting uh, stat line behind EJ's uh, game, which he had 34 points. He had five blocks, and he hit five threes. He's the first player to do that, I believe, since... 2013, the first player in in college basketball to score 34 points, have five block, five blocks, and hit five threes in the game. Think about that. Tremendous stat. Nine years. Tremendous stat. Mm-mm-mm. And then you know, like like you said, Malachi Branham, 24 points. You know it. Kid from Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary. He looks like he's getting very comfortable within his role. Um, He's taking the shots that are good for him. He's getting into his spots. He's picking his spots. And uh, he's shooting very efficiently right now. And uh, the sky's the limit. He was a very uh, high four-star guy, borderline five-star guy, number one player in Ohio. Um, I see big things coming from this kid, man. He definitely has the it Mm -hmm. factor. And uh, he's very smooth in and out of – you know, Traffic. his transition to, to get into the basket, uh, pull-up jumper is silky smooth, my friend. It is. It's almost like a Milky Way. Um, I hate Milky Ways. <laughs> that is. If you guys don't take Milky Ways off the market, I swear <laughs> I'm going to protest. Because we're going hey, to sign a petition against Milky Ways. Milky Ways suck. <laughs> but they smooth. They are smooth. And, uh, you know, if y'all want, man, put in the comments, man, tell me what your favorite candy bar is. One day we are going to have a discussion about the top five candy bars of all time. We will do it. <laughs> so we're going to keep it on the hard work, hardwood, and we're going to go up to the NBA. Yes. Yeah, now, it's been two years in the making. 
900, and I can't remember the exact date. It's been about 900-something days. Two years in the making, and Chef Curry got his partner. Got his uh, his shadow back in Clay Thompson. Splash Brothers are reunited. On Sunday, and uh, I believe, uh, Mr. Producer, we do got a clip. Let's go ahead and roll it. He's back! And now, in his 11th NBA season, out of Washington State University, number 11, Clay Thompson! Had a pretty good game. I mean, you can see the rust there. He looked comfortable. His shot looked good. He scored 17 points on 7 of 18 shooting, 3 of 8 from 3-point range. He actually uh, crossed over one of the bigs and got a big-time dunk in that game. Yeah. Um, the legs look good. <laughs> you know, we we do have our favorite teams. And, uh, you know, my team is the Cavs. At one point in time, you know, it looked like uh, it was about to turn into a blowout. Yeah. But that lineup that Cleveland is running. With the bigs. With the bigs. And then now we add the veteran Rondo in there. You know, they fought back. Because I could tell you, I turned when I saw it, it was 24 points down. Yep. I turned it, went back to watch the football. They fought and they clawed their way back into the game. And Cleveland actually is a... You know, pleasant surprise in the Eastern Conference because no one expected them to even be in the top eight. I think they're at a number five seed right yep. now. They were in the top three. They hit a little bit of a slide there. Um, they lost Ricky Rubio for the season, which is why they brought in Rondo. They yep. traded for Rondo. He's a veteran point guard. Um, he's going to give you those good minutes, uh, that veteran leadership. And, uh, you know, he's a good player. He can, uh, he can teach those young guys a lot. And with those seven-footers, defensively, they are a Man. problem. You're you're absolutely right, and uh, <laughs> it it was it was a good game on Sunday. You know, Cavs, like he said, was is fifth in the in the conference with a record of twenty three and eighteen. You know, we did uh, we did play yesterday night, and we we beat the Kings one hundred nine to one hundred eight. Tight tight game where. Uh, Every almost everybody that played was in double digits. And the Kings is another one of those teams where they're they're at the bottom, but uh, you can see at some point at some point they may turn the corner because they got some good young talent there. And uh, the All Star break is getting ready to come up. They they, they just got to put it together. But uh, that's a good win for the Cavs. Uh, my team is the Chicago Bulls. Uh, they lost to the Mavericks, um, and it was on the uh, you know the night where they retired Dirk Nowitzki's jersey, um, mm. which was a shout-out Dirk Nowitzki, man. He had a great career. He's one of my, my favorite players of all time. That one-legged fadeaway jump shot is one of the purest <laughs> things you'll ever see in your life. Uh, seven-footer, really. He really started uh, transitioning the game with seven-footers putting the ball on the floor and creating their own shot. And with seven-footers shooting the long ball, he really um, was, was – um, you know, integral yep. and, uh, you know, bigs playing the way that they do right now. I believe uh, Kevin Durant's uh, game um, came a lot off of what Dirk Nowitzki has done. And a lot of those young guys look up to him. He was a tremendous, tremendous player, uh, Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. What else can you say about the guy? But um, they did beat, you know, they beat the Bulls. But with that being said, the Bulls still have the number one. Uh, seed in in the uh, in the East right now. They're playing very good basketball. They had won ten games in a row before that loss. Yes, they did. And uh, you know, like you said, they were tiring Dirk's jersey. Luca had a triple double. You know, I mean, what more can you ask for another big? You know, on the night where they're re retiring another big's jersey, and so. for another guy to be, you know, of the 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 foreign variety. Uh, he definitely looked up to Nowitzki, yep. and uh, you know it, it was great. Lucas, Lucas, a great player. He has a long career ahead of him, and uh, he's a dog. He's he absolutely is. dog, man. I love Luca, man. I love his game. Six, seven point guard can do it all. He can pass. He can shoot. He can post you up. He has the whole bag. Mm hmm. But I mean, it's 
We're getting ready to get going to the All Star break there, here short here soon. So we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, after the All Star break, that's when they tend to say that's when the real games start. That's when the real season so, starts. So uh, you'll see a lot of um, you know, position changes and stuff like that. It should be uh interesting to see um, the cream rise to the top. Yes, sir. So oh. we're gonna get into uh the NFL playoff picture. Man. And both of our teams are in the playoff <laughs> picture, which makes the show that much more funner because when your team sucks, you can just shut up and not talk for a while. You know what I mean? And we're still talking. So hey. that means our teams are still in it. Our teams are not sitting at home on the couches. Uh, unlike some of some of the other people's teams. <laughs> but uh you know, so it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting minute, playoff. Wait a real quick, real quick, before we get into this playoff picture, because before before the playoff picture was set, there was this game. <laughs> there was a game. It was between the Chargers and the Raiders, and uh, you know, the media has been joking around, the fans been joking around, like, what if both teams just nailed the whole game and 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 ended the game in a tie purposely because. If the game ended in a tie, both teams would get into the playoffs, and that means Pittsburgh would be eliminated. Now, me personally, I wanted nothing more than that to happen because <laughs> it would be funny as hell if the Steelers got eliminated off two teams tying the ball game, and both of those teams get in instead of them. Now, it almost materialized to happen like that, but the Chargers coach decided to do something very stupid. Yeah, he snorted a line of coke and uh, caught a timeout. He did something. <laughs> 20, 22 seconds left in the game. It appeared that the Raiders were just going to let the time run out or attempt a 60-yard field goal. Um, you, you have 22 seconds left. You cannot get the ball back. Why do you call a timeout? Time runs out. You're in the playoffs. Guess what? Calls a timeout on third and four. L.A. runs the play. Gets 10 yards and a first down and get an easy 40-yard field goal for Daniel Carson, who is automatic from 40 yards, and they lose the game. They lose the game, and I can't laugh at the Pittsburgh Steelers for not getting to the playoffs due to a tie. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, I think they were sitting Come at, on. I think they were sitting at home, you know. The football guys were not good to me. You know, they <laughs> – They were so okay, they, they were so so clenched up, you know that. Uh, yeah, I can't believe it. Man. But what a better way to pay tribute to John Madden though at that game, right? Right. To so to win Raiders, to win in overtime, and and you know to to that note, all jokes aside, man, you know this is Big Ben's last run. You know, congratulations to him on a long career. Uh, he got his last win. You know, at home, at Heinz Field, that's the last time you'll see him there. Um, you know, congratulations, uh, you know, making it to the playoffs on your year, you know, on a year where you're leaving. I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I do Neither respect do I. I do respect the organization. Uh, they're a class organization. And uh, and they win often. You can't, you know, you can't be mad at that. Yep. Congratulations so. to Ben and the Steelers, uh, you know, for making the playoffs on his last go-round. So with the first uh first round the wild card these are going to be some of our some of our hot picks for both the AFC and NFC. First up, we have the Vegas Raiders against Jay Money's. Hold on. Now, I'm going to I'm going to apologize. I've been calling them Bungles all season. They're going to be the Bengals. I'm going to say that, you know, Vegas is going against the Bengals. They, they've they been playing some some good football. Joe Burrow looks like one of the young, promising young quarterbacks in this game, and he's going to be a mainstay as long as he can stay healthy. That so, offense is flat-out scary. So one, one, one fun fact about Cincinnati this year, I know you have one about Dallas and, you know, your, I do. You know, I do. your stats there. But with Cincinnati, you have – for the first time, you have a quarterback thrown for over 4,000, rusher for over 1,000, two receivers for over 1,000, all under the age of 25 on one team. Which is scary. 
That's nice, man. That that offense is is flat out scary. If they can add a couple more pieces along the offensive line to keep that guy upright, man, uh, they're they're going to be scary if they if they get that defense to the level of where the offense is right now. Uh, I see nothing but good things from this team. Um, I'm not a I'm not a Bengal hater. I actually like Cincinnati uh, way more than I like the Browns. But uh, <laughs> you know, Cincinnati's a good young team. Um, you know, they used to make the playoffs consistently when Marvin was there. He's not. They were never able to win a game or you know playoff game or get over the hump. I but believe- I, I believe I believe with this nucleus of 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 young players that they have on the offensive side of the ball, you could definitely see Cincinnati making some noise in the AFC. And everybody that was out on the COVID protocol and that was injured is all healthy. Um, this matchup to me is a, a very even matchup. Um, I say as far as matchup goes, I think it's one of the tougher matchups for Cincinnati. But I like Cincinnati in this game. I think uh, offensively they'll have you know too much firepower for what the Raiders do. The Raiders have a very good uh uh, you know, defensive line, and they get after their quarterback a lot. They do. But if, 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 if they could keep Burrow upright, I like Cincinnati in this game. I do. I like Cincinnati to advance. I ain't got to say who I'm going with. Who are you going with? Who they? What? Who are they? we surprised by that? No, we are not. That is his team. <laughs> he's supposed to pick his team, uh, even if he thinks they're going to lose. But I don't think he's he thinks they're going to lose because nah. uh, they actually have, uh, you know, they're they're expected to win. They're They're favored to win. And uh, I think they'll win. Next up, we got the New England Belichicks versus the Buffalo Bills right. for round three. And the thing is, with this, uh, you know, you know, division game, um, the Patriots have owned the Bills. Um, we're going to see if, if Josh Allen is going to take that next step to the upper echelon and QBs because if the Bills win this game, it's going to be predicated off what Josh Allen does. Yeah, and, you know, he struggled down the stretch a little bit. Um, I can't bet against Belichick. I can't either. Um, even though I want to pick the Bills, I mean, it's I'm going to go with the Patriots. Uh, Bill Belichick's game planning is is the best of anyone I've ever seen. Uh, he's certainly the greatest coach uh, in NFL history that I've ever seen. Um, if somebody else disagrees with me, please uh, chime in on the chat and let us know. I believe he's the greatest coach. He, he's the best game planner, and uh, he'll have he'll have a defense that's certainly prepared to shut Josh Allen down. What hurts the Bills here is that they don't have a a, a good running game, and without that, Belichick can simply uh, set his defense up to uh, apply pressure to Josh Allen in that pocket. I mean, it's it's the man, it's the hoodie. You know, the legendary hoodie. Sleeveless hoodie. Man, and, you know, <laughs> whenever it comes to time for the playoffs and you see New England's name is in there somewhere, it's, it's hard to go up against him. It's right. hard to, you know, not pick him. It's, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you got Saban and you got Belichick. It's kind of hard to pick against Saban. It's kind of hard to pick against Belichick, even though we know they're certainly both beatable. But when it comes to odds, it's kind of hard to pick against either one of those guys. Yeah, so it's an unanimous. We're both taking the, the Patriots. Next, we Next have, up uh, is we have the Steelers versus uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going with the Mahomes boys. Um, they got a better team. Um Stillers, uh, it's been a fun ride, but, uh, you know, I think it's time to pack those farewell bags and get ready for the offseason. Um, they won't have enough for the Chiefs. Uh, offensively, the Chiefs are just too strong. They have too many weapons. And with the last eight games of the season, the Chiefs have been playing some great ball defensively. They have, and I, what I'll say about Pittsburgh is no matter how terrible their offensive line is and how terrible the team is, somehow, some way, they've been finding out to get these wins. It stops here. It does end here in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, and it's I, at Kansas City, too. It is. Uh, I do believe, even though it's in Kansas City, I do believe they, they will send Big Ben off you know, with the with the good farewell. Well, besides the L, 
<laughs> and another um, interesting uh, tidbit of information. Uh, uh, my co-host here uh, has told me, I'll have to Google it myself, but I believe everything he says, that uh, Patrick Mahomes has not, um, you know, played or lost a road game um, in the playoffs in his career. That is correct. Which gives me more reason to believe that uh, the Mahomes boys will, uh, you know, get the W. So then that that's the first round of the wild card. Tennessee Titans did get their first in the number one seed. So that wraps they're going to AFC. Yep, they're going to be sitting at home with some popcorn watching football all weekend. And then now we're going to go over to the NFC. Bracket. The Green Bay Packers did get the number one seed. So they get a bye. Unfortunately, the trash cans get to sit at home. And that's that's one of the benefits of uh, playing good, solid football all year round. You know, the, the, the best team in the conference, you know, they deserve a bye, man. Yeah. And they get – you know, home court throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the playoffs. So, uh, you know, shout out them for, for doing that. But they do get a bye. So, we're going to get into the matches of the people who are actually playing this weekend in the NFC. And first up, we have the Eagles at Tampa Bay. I got to go with Tampa Tom. As much as I don't like Tom Brady, I respect him. But you're in Tampa, Florida. You know, he you know, I think they might even have signed TO over this weekend. You know, he was begging uh for Tom Brady to to plead his case for them to sign him, but I believe Tampa is gonna beat Philly. Well, I agree with you, uh, you know, with the Tampa Tom thing, and that's sort of to me how I feel about the Belichick thing. You know, it is it, it's hard to bet against Tom, he's the the winningest QB in the history, uh, you know, as far as collecting Super Bowls and, uh, you know, big-time wins. Uh, that you cannot deny from him. But this is my upset special of the weekend. <coughs> we still don't have the applause, but we're working <laughs> on it. Um, this is my upset of the weekend, man. Uh, you know, although uh, the A-B thing – it doesn't really hurt them too much offensively. They got some guys out. Him, Scotty Miller's out. They still got Gronk and they still got Mike Evans, which are big, big weapons. But the Eagles have been playing some good football. They've play, been playing good defensively. They run the ball, which uh, kind of runs into the strength of, of, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're very good against the run. But the Eagles have the best um, rushing offense in the NFL. And if they can limit turn, turnovers and they can give Hurts a little bit of time to uh, make some, 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 you know, some pick up some plays with his legs, I like the Eagles in the upset here to pull out a slim win. They are getting Leonard Fournette back. So, and that's one of Tom's favorite targets is throwing the ball to the running back in the backfield. Yeah, me. So, we're going to switch over now to them 49ers. And Nick Bosa versus the Cowboys. Yes, the Cowboys are at home. Um, you know, Cowboys are my team. Um, DC4L, Dallas Cowboys for life, man. Shout out to the Cowboys. Everybody holding it down there. But um, this is, uh, you know, another one of those things where it's it's always a tough matchup. Um, the Niners and the boys hate each other. It's a hated rivalry. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a tough matchup for the Cowboys, but I believe Cowboys have too many weapons. Um, offensively and, and defensively, I believe that the Cowboys will get some type of turnover, which changes the game's momentum. They'll either get a score off a turnover or they'll get a big-time turnover. And speaking of that, he got to spit his stats out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you guys about the record that the Dallas Cowboys have broken this year. They are the first team in NFL history to have a 4,000-yard passer. A 1,000-yard running back, a 1,000-yard receiver, a defenseman who have had 10 sacks, and a defenseman who has had 10 interceptions, man. So the thing that I like about this stat here is that it's on both sides of the ball, and to me, those things are master ingredients to baking the best cake. So um, why, why people are down on the Cowboys a little bit, those types of things give me hope 
in this team being able to have the ability to reach a Super Bowl because they're great offensively and they create turnovers on the defense, man. And those are certainly things that you want to have in your repertoire when you're trying to win the game in the playoffs. So, long story short, I'm picking the Cowboys. I have to go with you on the Cowboys on this one. Um, even though Niners got my boy Nick Bosa. I love Bosa. He's my guy. But uh, And they also got my boy Trey Sermon. Right. You know, unfortunately, Jimmy G tore his, you know, tore ligament in his throwing thumb. So, I don't think that matters. Uh, I mean, it does. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being it really, honest here. It really doesn't. But, you know, maybe this is the time Trey Lance steps up. It shows why they seen him all year. A couple times. I don't even remember his name being called all year long. I've seen him a little bit in the preseason and maybe like the first game, but uh, yeah. But no, it's a shout shout out to 49ers for picking Trey Lance over Justin Fields. That still grinds my gear. So what y'all y'all gonna get whatever y'all deserve for making Mm -hmm. that pick. So I gotta go with the Cowboys. Last but not least in this NFC. And this is going to be... This is going to be a matchup. It's going to be a matchup. We got the Cardinals at the Rams. In L.A., everyone should be healthy. I do believe they were setting people down, you know, the last game of the season uh, that they lost to the Niners. Right. Uh, Just so that way everybody could be healthy. I have to go with Arizona. Reason being is is L.A. is without Jordan Fowler. He's uh he's, he's done for. He, he suffered a severe ankle injury. You know, in that loss to the Niners. Uh, so without that, that captain back there, pretty much directing the defense on where to be. I don't see, you know, L.A.'s defense being able to slow down Kyler Murray or James Conner. I mean, it's they could go toe-to-toe, you know, passing and scoring, but unfortunately they're not going to be able to slow down Kyler Murray. I like where you're going with that. Um I agree to a certain extent. Um, I believe this game for me is sort of a pick-me game or pick-em game because it's kind of hard for me to decide who I want to go with here. I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, I like Arizona, and I believe that Kyler Murray is going to present lots of problems for the Rams, but I just believe the Rams have a little bit more weapons than them offensively. And this is uh, Matt Stafford's chance to prove that he is an elite quarterback, um, you know, that he can win in the playoffs. He finally has a team to where he could showcase those talents. Um, I believe that also on the defensive end, even with Fuller being hurt, which was a big blow because uh, he's the guy that calls the plays out. Uh, He's definitely, you know, the captain on that defense. But they still, you know, they still got, you know, those guys up front. Um, You know, that front line of the defense is is scary. And, uh, you know, they got – Jalen Ramsey, you know, there's lots of guys back there. I like Beckham. Um, I think I think it's going to be a very close game, but I like the Rams probably by a field goal late in that game to pull it out. I'm looking for the Cardinals to win because then it sets up a rematch for round two. Oh yeah, we love to have that. I'd love to have that, but it doesn't matter. You know, in the playoffs, man. Um, you know, anything can happen. It's it's it's. Everybody has zero wins and zero losses on the, you know, in the column. So it's all about who's the better team that day, and that could be anybody. As we've seen, the New York Giants take out the undefeated Patriots that year, um, you know, and they went into the playoffs nine and seven that year. They hit a hot streak, and uh, you know they won it all. So it's all about who's playing the best ball, who has the momentum. And uh, we're going to see some great games, so we're looking forward to all the games. We're going to come back with a breakdown of all those games and get you ready for the, the upcoming games after that next week. And uh, it should be a lot of fun, man. It should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. 
Don't forget Ohio State basketball on Thursday. That's right. Blue Jackets do play tonight for all you hockey fans out there. They And it is the first time Seth Jones is coming back to Nationwide Arena this year. One more thing before we get out of here. We have a wild play in sports. Nope. Oh, we don't have a wild play in sports. I'm sorry. We, Files, uh... We, we, we scratched that subject. We will have that for you next week. Unfortunately, it, due to... It might, uh, it might be something that we, we include in the show every week. We're going to see how it works. You guys can... Uh, once we actually do get to show that, you guys can put it in the comments and tell us whether you want it to go or stay. And one more thing before we end this show. If there's something that you guys want to see in the show, you got any suggestions... Um, you know, type it into us and let us know. We'll see if we can put it in the show, man. Uh, we're all about making the people happy and, uh, you know, making it an enjoyable experience for all those who are involved. With that being said, this concludes our show for today. I am the host with the most smoke, King Art. I'm your boy, Jay Money. Thanks for stepping on the field in the shoe.